to Glitter Budget with your hosts, Anjanette and Jess. And in today's episode, we're starting our Tim Burton series. Yeah. So first up on the docket is Beetlejuice. As it should be. Oh, yeah. Yes. So Beetlejuice was directed by Tim Burton, um, written by... It was written by Michael um, McDowell and Larry Wilson. came up with like the story. Um, mm-hmm. Michael McDowell and Warren Skarin did the screenplay for it. Yes. Yes, I was like, thank God someone was okay. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I know it was written by someone. <laughs> um, and of course it stars Michael Keaton as Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. Um, Alec Baldwin, Gina Davis, uh, Winona Ryder, Catherine O'Hara, and hold on, we have our notes. We have our notes. The notes being IMDb. <laughs> IMDb. Come on, who plays Charles? Jeffrey Jones. There we go. I could see the face, obviously. Yes, but obviously <laughs> couldn't translate the <laughs> face to <laughs> anyone else. But uh, yeah, and the movie came out in 1988. Yes. The year of our Lord. The year of our what? <laughs> Are you referring to yourself as the Lord and Savior? <laughs> yes. That was the biggest event of 1988 was. She was born. I was born. So, woohoo! I guess we can mention some of the other trivial things that happened in 1988. I mean, they, they pale in comparison to your glory. They do. So, <laughs> <laughs> what else happened? Take it away, Jess. Oh, thanks. Um, the Phantom of the Opera was released on Broadway, which was the longest-running Broadway show. Man, before it was Cats. Yes. Um, James. Hans- not Hanson. James. You can't read your own writing. No. Again? Maybe it is handsome, but that doesn't sound right. James. <laughs> <laughs> I can't read your writing. Either. Sorry. You guys should know by now that we're not prepared or professional in any any sense. <laughs> yeah, it was Hanson. Okay. I should have trusted my all right. Anyways, James Hansen, um who worked for NASA had testified um to the US Senate that there was evidence of man made global warming and thirty three two two. How old am I? I don't know. You're a year older than me, and I'm going to be 34 this year. I'm a year older a year, than you? Two years younger. <laughs> I can't. I told you I was having a rough morning. <laughs> I told you. I was. I look put together, but I'm not. Oh, my God. 32 years ago. And we're still arguing about global warming. <laughs> I just hit my mouth off of the microphone. <laughs> Jesus. She's two years younger than me, which would be 32 years ago. (laughs) Yes. I'm sorry. Wow. Anyway, there was also, (laughs) if you've ever heard of the song, We Didn't Start the Fire by Billy Joel, there's the line, hyperdermics on the shore. This was the year that that happened. All this medical waste had had. Um, washed up on uh, New York beaches. And Several, yeah. Brooklyn, Coney Island. I think one in Jersey. Yeah. It's basically like that whole coastal shore up there. It's just medical waste. Yeah. So, um, context for that that lyric. Yes. Um, but yeah, the most important event was Your me. birth. Yeah. So, you're welcome. Two years after. 86. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And not a year before. No. Two years after. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, 
But I guess I would look pretty good for my age. I mean, that's true too. But Jesus Christ, <laughs> sorry. Anyway, Just take solace that I am significantly older than you by fifteen years, apparently. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Math isn't our strong suit, guys. No. Neither is counting. Which um, would be math, yes. Well, math can be an umbrella of terms, <laughs> like addition, subtraction, True. multiplication, <laughs> and division. And But counting could be like one, two, three, fifteen. I don't know why you do things with me. <laughs> I don't know why you let me speak. Because I love you. <laughs> and the audience loves us both together. Because I think it makes them feel better about themselves. I hope so, guys. Like, if you get anything out of this, just you're know, doing better than we are. Yeah, like, if you're thinking, gosh, I feel shitty about myself, listen to one of our episodes and be like, wow. Uh, Life isn't so bad. It's a bit of a pick-me-up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, back to our regularly scheduled programming of Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. So, that was, like, so iconic in so many ways for me. Growing up, you know, the true, I, like, other than Nightmare Before Christmas, which we'll get into that movie at a later time, like, later in our podcast. <sighs> It'll be a different episode. There you go. Um, There are a lot of Tim Burton-esque things. Like, just the overall feel of the movie, obviously, yeah. is very Tim Burton-esque. And there's some stop-motion animation in there. Yeah, with the like the different, Yeah, the different... Uh, creatures and the sandworms and the uh, the sculptures moving and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but also just a very gothy feel. Like Lydia, come on. Yeah. Also those bangs though. Woo! Oh, I know. So I they never picked up on that. Like as a kid and watching it, like last night, I was like, mm-hmm, what's going on here? But side note, I'm actually surprised that when I was a teen, I didn't try to pull that look off. Yeah. Surprised that I didn't because I. Probably would have. Yeah. Like, just that... (laughs) Everything about Lydia was just... Her look, I think, just kind of screamed for me. Someone who cut their own bangs. And... (laughs) Went, oh no! Oh no! (laughs) Because when she didn't have them, like, gelled in the spikes, they were, like, here. Like, up, you know, right near her hairline. Right. You're like, what the fuck is going on? But it was an iconic look. And they also eventually made the um, the animated series the next year. Yes. So in, in 89, which I, I, I remember watching that, and that, was, that I, was really cool. I remember watching it, but I don't remember too much of it. I do remember one episode where they somehow ended up creating or something to do with, like, monsters. So coming around, like, Halloween night. And the only way to, like, get them under control or get them back to, like, really small, manageable size was to, like, dry them. Oh, like a reverse shrinky dink? Yes. Yeah, so I just remember her, like, running around town no, with, is with, like, a hair dryer, like, shh. It's not a reverse shrinky dink. That is it a shrinky, shrinky dink. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, God. <laughs> anyway. It's going to be okay. It's good. Yeah. We're going to be good. But speed of a... Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, Jack Skeleton, um, when Lydia finally calls forth Beetlejuice to help at the end of the movie, and he comes up with, like, that 
like carnival wheel thing on his head. Yeah. There is a very Jack Skeleton-esque looking figure on that. And I guess Tim Burton had been creating the idea of Jack Skeleton and like the artwork and stuff like, I think, two years prior to Beetlejuice. Since 1982, which was six years before Beetlejuice came out. I couldn't remember the exact year. Counting. I thought, it was, I thought it was two years prior because I couldn't remember the exact year. You, there was a two in 1982, which is two, you know. This is going to be the episode <laughs> where you see me slap the shit out of her. <laughs> if it hasn't happened yet, I don't know if it's going to happen. I'm saying it wasn't like I was like, hey, it happened in 1982, two years prior. I thought it was two years prior that he'd been working on it. Okay. <laughs> There's a difference. I was saying, I was giving you credit saying that there was a two in there. 1982. That's probably where you got the two from. Anyways, he was creating Jack Skeleton for years for yes, and then co-writing. He ori- orig- then he eventually came out with Jack Skellington. Yes, and then it was Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes. Anyway, sorry for. No, you go ahead. You talk. You talk oh my now. God, <laughs> you're gonna be like that. <laughs> Like the one door knocker in Labyrinth? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. We'll eventually get to that movie, too. Yeah. Annie Hoosel. What I found really interesting um, was that they were not, like, Tim Burton was not a fan of the dinner party scene where they are dancing to the Banana Boat song. Yeah. They did the clip. Day-o. Day-o. Like, they were going to take that out. Like, he didn't want it. But then audiences obviously loved it. And that's one of the most iconic scenes yeah. from that movie. I feel like that scene and then the very end where Lydia, you know, gets an A in her Jumping math the test. Line. Yeah. Yeah. Like, those two scenes were probably, like, what stuck out to me the most, you know, growing up. Yeah. That and the, uh, well, the snakes scene scared yeah. the shit out of me as a kid. Mm-hmm. I thought it was, in like, that scene, they filmed that before... Oh yeah, Michael Keaton was cast. Yeah, before he was cast, before they knew what Beetlejuice was gonna look like, they they filmed that scene and obviously it looked nothing like like it originally looked nothing yeah. like what Beetlejuice was gonna look like because he wasn't cast. And then they had to go in after and be like, uh make it look like make it look like him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously like they got away with it. I just I like though how he almost had like a difficult time casting it because like everyone was not sold. On that script or that, like, the idea for the movie. And I think originally, um, I don't remember if it was, like, I don't think it was the producers. But originally they'd wanted the film to be, like, rated R, scary, like, not the Tim Burton fun-loving kind of comedy that it turned out to be. Like, really, really dark, really gory. I think instead of, like, the marriage scene at the end between him and Lydia, which for whatever reason, like, seals the deal for him to, like, be out forever yeah it was supposed to be like a rape scene what the fuck like like really dark really like intense and they were like timbers like no no like this is not my vision for it this isn't what i signed on to do like this we're not doing any of this i don't think you can make that pg (laughs) no (laughs) which is what it was rated was it pg or pg-13 i believe it was pg because um they had it was during the pg-13 era like they had there were PG thirteen movies, like the same thing when we were when we talked about Spaceballs. Yeah. There were a few movies during um, this PG thirteen era when they first came out with the rating PG thirteen that this movie has the word fuck in it. Yeah. So Spaceballs, Big, and Caddyshack two, 
as well as Beetlejuice, they say fuck once, but they're all rated PG. Oh. We're in, I think, PG-13, you can get away with saying fuck twice. Okay. Before it, like, it becomes an R rating. Right. <laughs> and I don't think there are any other PG movies that obviously contain the word fuck. <laughs> no. But, yeah, so I can't, I mean, I'm, like, obviously very happy that they didn't go that route, because that would have been oh a, God. I, that would have been a completely different movie, and I don't think it would have been well received. Not even a little bit, I don't think. No. So, now, like, Alec Baldwin wasn't happy with his acting, he wasn't happy with the way the movie turned out, and originally he was like, I don't know why I'm doing this, this is gonna ruin my career, and it went yeah. on to be, like, a box office hit, and yeah. like, a classic, but, side note, like, I don't know why. As an adult watching this, I was like, Alec Baldwin's kind of hot back in the day. He was a cutie. Right? Yeah. I, I was like, oh. <laughs> Alec Baldwin. Look at you in those corduroys and your... Those little glasses. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it was, like, it was just... They were adorable. They're, like... Yes. um that That couple was... What, Adam and Barbara, right? Yeah. And... Oh, little silly tidbit. They did, like... Adam, Barbara, Charles, Delia, A, B, C, D. D, D right. You're like, you didn't take very long to, at all to come up with those no. things. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they, as a couple, they were insanely cute they, together. They were. And and it was insanely cute and, like, actually, like, listening to the dialogue and stuff, especially in the beginning, you know, they're on the staycation mm-hmm. and on the way back before they wreck, you know, it was like... You wouldn't want to go to Jamaica or somewhere nice. She's like, no, this is perfect. Like, like there's no place like home. home. And now you're stuck there for 125 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All because of that fucking dog. Oh, I know. So even as a kid, like, I was so mad at the dog. I was like, what a dick. Yeah. And then I kind of feel like he goes over to the edge to look at, like, his good deeds of, like, yes, yeah, my work like, here is done. <laughs> and then you never see the dog again. And what I was kind of confused with the ending of the movie, though. Because the whole, like, throughout the movie, um, the the Maitlands were, uh, Adam and Barbara, they are trying to get the Dietzes out of the house. Because it was their house, the Dietzes came in and completely, like, remodeled, made it, like, this awful, like, postmodern kind of... Yeah. <laughs> um, Very monotone. That floor, though, fucked with me bad. Yeah. Just, like, the weird... I don't know how they painted the house, but it looked like it was granite. Like, weird, stony kind of look instead of the old wallpaper walls that they had. But they completely remodeled it, made it look really fucking weird. And it wasn't like this little country house on the top of a hill anymore. But, so the Maitlands are trying to get the Dietzes out of the house. And so, since they're recently dead, and they're having trouble deciphering the handbook for the recently deceased, they go and talk to their caseworker, Juno. Yeah. And Juno is pretty much like, well, you gotta, if you want them out of the house, you gotta scare them out of the house. Like, you gotta, like, learn how to. You gotta step up your game and, like, yeah. scare them out, which, of course, the Dietzes are like, possession? Yes! yes! This is a fun night for us. Like, let's monetize it, which also, like, watching as an adult, I was like, wow, even after death, they will find some way to exploit and make money. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, like there is no escaping capitalism <laughs> no there is not nope but they the what i find confusing was that juno was like upset that they're they had gotten photographic evidence taken of them and that their handbook was taken by otho oh, yeah 
And she's so she's like, so you got to get that fucking handbook back. You have to get them out of the house because they can't know that there's life after death. Right. You know. But then in the end. Well, like, I think what the fuck happened? So, like, Charles's boss from New York or whatever came down. They get busted through the ceiling. <laughs> you never hear about them again. No. Um, I don't know if he was trying to take over the town, kind of like how he was. He wanted to buy up parts of the town and like change it up. So I don't know if he was going to start doing that anymore, or if they just were going off of Delia getting in that art magazine. Now that she can, she's got different sculpt. I don't know. They just like they they tied up this the loose end of what happened to Beetlejuice, but not really what was going to go on with the Dietz's. Like mm-hmm. yes, they're coexisting and they have this new handbook of like coexisting yeah for the recently deceased deceased and it was just like well because i think there was a couple spots especially with barbara you know was definitely very defiant very like does it have to be like this do we really have to like yeah go through all this like Mm -hmm. who makes these rules who says this why isn't anyone telling us so i think even though juno was like hey this is how it has to be i think that was just their you know what no fuck you if i have to live here for 125 years and then i don't even know what's happening after that like i'm gonna do what i want yeah. And she, you know, she'd even mentioned, like, I wouldn't even mind, like, sharing the house with them if they weren't so weird. Yeah. And in the beginning, you know, they had mentioned trying for a child again. Yeah. So now they have Lydia. They can coexist. And they well, let them redecorate the house. That, I do, like, I, I understand that part. Yeah. But, like, so did Charles's boss just, like. Oh, that part, I don't know. I mean, Was he just blasted into oblivion? Maybe. With his wife? Is he, like, what the fuck? Because, like, obviously these other people know the shit that was going down in that house. They know the ideas that the Deeds wanted to do, like, capitalizing on that. Yeah. So are they just looked on as, like, fucking weirdos now? Like, talking about shit that doesn't, ha- like, doesn't exist? Maybe. Like, so they, are they looked as cra- looked on as crazy well, or I whatever? I just feel like that, that part was, um, like, I still had questions about that. Like, I still like the way the movie end- yeah. ended, but it, I, some things I was like, well, what? What happened to this? What happened to this? What happened to this? Like I just assume that like yeah they either his boss and his wife are dead and they just went meh <laughs> or <laughs> or they just shit like, happens <laughs> yeah or they just moved on with it because I think like it was very obvious that even in their inner circle that the Dietzes were like considered very flaky and very like the friends that you kind of tolerate that no one really actually likes yeah and you could tell that Charles like was not actually relaxing he's just like shaking his like yeah already relaxed totally relaxed like <laughs> this is great this is great i love it this is so much and he's just like "Ooh, birds hmm. nice building bad roof yeah good so. great parking but i think like at, at this point like they've you know she's doing her art now and clearly like making some type of money in it you know I think yeah. they've gotten closer to the family so i think they're actually like relaxing now and okay like this is like a life that we could live and be okay with it yeah so like, i don't know i guess it it brought them closer together it was just like Really? I just, okay. You know, you're a cohesive family now. It's cute. It's whatever. I didn't think, like, rewatching it, I forgot how fast paced it is, kind of. Oh, yeah, it goes real quick. Yeah. But I liked how it was filmed in Vermont, but it was supposed to be based in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming they couldn't find any, like, on location spots in Connecticut that worked. But the whole bridge scene, uh, the bridge, they had to build the bridge. It actually wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So they had to, like, dam up that little river. It was a little creek. Little creek, yeah. Build this freaking giant bridge to be like, all right, 
peace. We're done. Yeah. Like, <laughs> All right. This is where you die. And the town, you can just deal with the bridge. Actually, I don't know what they did with the bridge after filming. I would hope that they would have like tore it down and taken care of it. Like I assume they couldn't, unless the town was like, no, nah, actually, we kind of like it. Yeah, maybe landmark. I mean, again, monetize, capitalize off of that little piece of movie history. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. That's uh, it's interesting. But it it was like a cute little town. It's like one of those towns where everyone knows everyone. It's a, a small mom and pop town, which you don't really have much of those anymore. No. Um, there is. I was telling Will yesterday. There's a a stretch of spot in between Palmerton, Pennsylvania, like not too far where we live, and Jim Thorpe. Mm-hmm. There's like a stretch of highway there, and there is a house that looks very similar to that one that is up on top of a hill by itself. And every time I drove by it, I was like, it's a house on Beetlejuice. Shit goes down there. Totally does. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was interesting that throughout the movie, Beetlejuice's name is spelled like the what the constellation. Beetlegeist. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's a... It's a is it a constellation or is it a star in Orion's it was, it belt? A, yeah, it was, I think, a star in Orion's belt, I think. Yeah. So that's what is he's he's named after. But when you look like the the DVD or whatever is uh, spelled literally like when he's playing charades with Lydia later, Beetle Juice. And they did it just because it was funnier that way. <laughs> yeah, they, were, they were coming up with like trying to name the movie. And I think one was pitched, which is like. House haunting. Oh, house of ghosts. Yeah, they were and just like no. Burton, Tim Burton, jokingly said, "Scared sheetless." Yeah. And the producers were like, "The studios, like, yes, yes, that's great." And he's like, "No, no, 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 no." Being sarcastic, joking, yeah. <laughs> joking, joking. Not do that. <laughs> uh, I like that too, and I liked how uh, Tim Burton didn't want to use CGI. So like yeah. the amount of special effects that they could do. Um, just when they were on and just, you know, kind of props and stuff like that was like strongly encouraged. So the scene where, um, Barbara cuts off Adam's head, like is like a shadow box kind of thing. So he's just kneeling and I was trying to like, I was trying to see it, rewatching it kind of like in Spaceballs where you could see the glass thing for the hovercraft. Uh, I couldn't, I couldn't, they did a good job with it. I couldn't pick it out. Yeah, I think like. That's what I kind of like about the older movies is like they were he he was he was given a a million dollar budget for the special effects yeah um out of which I guess is not that much because he's like that's why he made it as B movie looking as possible and so everything everything was kind of like but I think that went with like the f- his aesthetic the I think. the aesthetic and like just the feel of the movie like with the dialogue and the characters <laughs> being kind of over the top yeah like I think it kind of just went with that feel but. You know, I mean, for something that ended up turning to being, like, more of a comedy, there mm-hmm. are still, like, like, as a kid watching it, there are still some, like, scary yeah. scenes. Like, her, like, just standing there with the head cut off, her in the closet, like, hanging, and then she, like, rips her face off. Yeah. I want to know, like, how many times they had to do that scene, and just all the scenes that they're in where they're not supposed to know that they're there. Yeah. But you still have to interact. Like, how many times they had to film, because I wouldn't be able to keep it together. Yeah. Would not. And just when he like throws her body aside to find the old um, wedding dress, uh, yeah, and, uh, <laughs> suit. <laughs> it's just oh god, it's just so funny. Uh, and then um, I was you know reading the tidbits about it, and um, I mean really like Beetlejuice is only in it for like fourteen to seventeen minutes in the entire film, but his personality and his character are so big. Yeah, it feels like a lot longer. So Michael Keaton only filmed for like two weeks, and was like, yeah. 
cool. Which is, it's just, and 90% of his dialogue was improv Which I love. I did not know that. I was like, that is fucking amazing. So, like, when he's just like, like well, that. what are your qualifications? <laughs> <laughs> Which is, like, thinking about it is, like, a really dumb thing to ask. Yeah. And, oh, God. It's just that whole, that whole scene. A- anything where Beetlejuice has to talk. At the end, when he's trying to uh, get married to Lydia, and he's trying to prevent everyone from saying his name, so uh, Barbara says it first, and he just screeches like, "Ah!" (laughs) (laughs) "I'm like that is that's how I react (laughs) (laughs) when someone says my name," (laughs) and you're like, "Oh God, (laughs) oh!" But uh, just an iconic scene from mid childhood. Yes. I don't know. There's that that movie's just like I said, it's so fun, but it still has those undertones of like a kind of a deep message. I don't want to say deep message, but like definitely a serious topic that you really have to kind of pay attention to. Like um you know they they kind of well you if you don't pick up on it when they first go down to the underworld to meet with Juno and they have no clue, like they need an appointment or what the hell's going on. Yeah. But all the civil servants down there have committed suicide. And then later in the movie, Otho had said, you know, basically it's, it's rumored or it's said that if you end up killing yourself, you're a civil servant mm-hmm. in the afterlife. And I think that was also one of the reasons why uh Beetlejuice, when Lydia was just like, yeah, no, I want to die. He's like, why? 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 Why would you want to do that? But it's also, um, I guess it was supposed to be hinted that he had committed suicide because he was June, like he was June's assistant, right? And uh, he went off the rails and did his own thing, and that's why she was trying to warn the Maitlands, like, don't, don't fucking call on this guy because it, it's just gonna be bad news bears. Yeah, don't do it. And <laughs> he, um, he just that commercial oh, I he was advertising for himself. Yeah. Apparently, they base that off of a card salesman somewhere, I think, in, like, the Midwest or out west. Yeah. Who had, like, these really outlandish, just ridiculous commercials that Mm -hmm. would always be, like, you know, me and my dog. And it'd be, like, some exotic animal next to him. Just something, like, really weird. But because of those commercials and how good of a car salesman he was, he ended up making millions. Yeah. Like, just so much money. So, I guess they kind of stole that idea and based it off of that. But the plastic cow that he sits on, like... (laughs) Uh, bring down the kiddos. We got plenty of snakes and lizards. Not a problem at all. Yeah, <laughs> step on it down. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! But he he actually like came up. Um, Tim Burton said to Michael Keaton like, Beetlejuice is kind of like he's been in every he's lived through every time period, but he's kind of been he doesn't represent any time period. Right. So he's he's got like that's where why he has like this shock green hair he's got like the moldy look to him he's got the big teeth and he's just like it's showtime (laughs) i think um it's people i don't think they actually approached these actors though but it was considered i think to approach like um was jack nicholson tim curry jim carrey john cleese robin williams uh christopher uh, lloyd yes um all all to play beetlejuice i think there was like one or two others that we we had forgotten but yeah that I feel like the only one that I could really, just based off of how Michael Keaton played Beetlejuice, of course, and like what we know now, I feel like uh, Jack Nicholson would be like the only one that really could have yeah. pulled that 
character off the way that it was portrayed. Yeah, like I, I mean, like you said, not like ninety percent of his dialogue was improv, so I don't know what his dialogue was supposed to be like. But I guarantee, if they had gotten someone like Robin Williams, that too would have been all improv. Right. Yeah. So true. it could have been something, and he could have had a completely different look since Michael Keaton kind of like came up with the the look that he had. So it'd be interesting to see what these other people would have done with it. Yeah. But um, I think definitely because of Jack Nicholson and The Shining, you'd be like, yeah, he'd be a good Michael Keaton-esque Be- uh, Beetlejuice character. Yeah. But I feel like uh, I feel like Robin, I, any of them, I think, would have been really interesting choices. But uh, who, who would not have been a good choice in the movie was Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was originally considered, I wanted to be... Uh, Beetlejuice, or was yeah. it to be? Jesus. No, it was. Which I don't like. Why? Why would that thought even cross your mind? Of yes, totally would have been a good choice. Like, yeah. Why? <laughs> he would like he approached him, and, and I think I don't know if it was the studio or whatever. They're like, I don't, I don't think you should do it because he was like an action star. Yeah, kind of always was. Um, and and Arnold, Schwar- but Tim Burton was like, "No, nah, I'm still gonna, I'm gonna go talk to him about it." And then Schwarzenegger was like, "No, nah, I gotta do Running Man, man. I can't do yeah. it." <laughs> Just ew, I don't, yeah, I don't. I was like, "What were you, what were you trying to go for with that cast? Like, I, what? I don't get it. Would have been, no, would have been bad. Yeah, would have been really bad. I think he went with him to be like because he was this big action star at the time. It would have definitely put." you know butts in the seats uh, right like a big name though yeah attached to it yeah but i think it would have ultimately been a travesty yeah <laughs> oh yeah oh uh, yeah they wanted a angelica houston to be barbara originally right or lydia no barbara no delia Del- yeah. delia delia which i think i could have seen i, I could have seen her doing seen. that yeah but i think Catherine o'hara did like a really good job she was oh yeah fucking nuts this erotic mess yes you can even tell, like, Charles is just like, I hate everyone. I hate her so much. Yes. I just want to be left alone. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to tell her to go away. Yeah. I would have been interested to know what happened to uh, Lydia's biological mom. Yeah. Because Delia, it turns out, is her stepmom. And then they a- ended up being all honky-dory in the end. But I don't know if she just didn't like Delia because she's kind of like the complete opposite. Oh, very yeah. Very colorful, very bright, very materialistic Uh, yeah (laughs) and like very alive and non-goth well very alive and i think very like my like i need validation based on other people's opinions of me and i need to be like in the clique and yeah in high society kind of thing but just nobody likes her she's such a flake yeah (laughs) when she in the beginning of the movie when she's trying to redecorate the house with otho (laughs) And she just kind of goes off the rails. She's like, I'll take you down with me. <laughs> just because right, he's just, you know, Char- again, the whole thing of like them is moving up there to be peaceful. And she's just like, a little bit of gasoline, blowtorch on fire. Yeah, we could work with this. We could do this. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, you know, I like, I thought we came up here to relax. That's when she was like, you know, I'm only really happy. I'm doing my homework. Mm-hmm. If you don't let me cut this house, I will go insane. And I'm take you with me. But I remember her walking away and him just being like, oh. yeah. <laughs> I don't know who the fuck 
Otho was to her. You could just tell it was like one of those like I almost feel like front of me, like kind of best friend just to like like he needs to feel important and like he's in charge and smart and she's dumb enough to like drag him around and do things. Yeah. <laughs> when later when uh they're trying to get uh the Maitlands to show themselves <laughs> and they're essentially going to do like this weird seance ritual type thing and Lydia's kind of scared she's like oh my god because Otho has the handbook and he's like oh I've got it covered and Lydia's like what am I ta- like what am I scared about like you can't even change a tire and then <laughs> I don't think it was Charles that was laughing about it like <laughs> <laughs> oh but anyway so uh Beetlejuice if you have not seen it, oh my god, you have to definitely should watch it. Um, make sure that you say his name three times yes. to make him appear. And um, where did how did you did you have to find it on uh, HBO or Showtime or something? Because I have the DVDs, so that's Same. how I watched it. Same. I mean, we did like we did end up renting it because our DVD player isn't working very well right now for like two bucks. Um, but I want to say I think we may may have rented it off of Amazon. Okay. Yeah, so. Yeah. It's, like, during the Halloween season, it's definitely typically in one of the streaming services. Yeah. So, but, I mean, I mean, buy the movie. Just buy it. Yeah, it's, it's definitely. It's that good. Just buy the movie. Definitely worth it. Definitely timeless. I think it still holds up. Oh, yeah. Like, there, I don't think there's anything in there where you're just like, oh, you can't, can't do that anymore. But Yeah, that's true. I mean. Some of his. He, he, he's, he's very. He is He's perverted, yeah, and he like hits on Barbara a lot. Like he tries kisses to, like, her and tries to get, like look up her skirt. Yeah. He, he, all right. So maybe there are some things you probably can get like, away with, it's but like so it, mild. I yeah. mean, really, like it's. He's trying to touch the uh, the girl's legs in the waiting room. Yeah, yeah, and uh, she ends up like hitting him or whatever. Apparently, those legs were uh, the girlfriend at the time, Tim Burton's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Those were her legs. Those were her leggies. And probably Tim Burton's idea to smack the shit out of him. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, but yeah. So Beetlejuice, <laughs> when he's like that weird porcupine, he's so spiky. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah, I haven't gotten any in like six hundred years. And then the you know, a little anxious. <laughs> the whorehouse pops up, and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's like hung over the next day. Yeah. But that was uh, June's idea yeah. to have him like pop into the so that she could talk to the Maitlands. Uh, but anyway, watch the movie. Yes. Uh, you can find it via Amazon in some way. And like she said, around Halloween, it will appear. Uh, I think for free on the streaming for free on the streaming services because you still have to pay for the services. But it'll be on the streaming services, so everyone has Netflix or Hulu or something. It'll be in one of those. But I mean, honestly, they'll like. If you love some of the other Tim Burton movies, and for whatever reason you haven't seen this one, like just buy it. You'll love it. Yeah, it's definitely a good time. Time. It, it's a it's lot of classic. fun. It's a classic, and like I said, there's definitely some good dialogue and undertones and like character building and stuff like that. That's still just as good, you know. Yeah. So it's not just like a haha funny scary movie that doesn't have any substance to it. It definitely has a lot of substance to it. So yeah, I think that's what makes it so good. Yeah, and. The uh the dinner party scene. Oh my god. Iconic. Iconic. Like you have oh, to. Fun fact about that real quick and then we'll wrap it up. Um 
I guess Tim Burton had wanted the like the shrimp hands. Yeah. Like they were going to have like puppeteers underneath to grab them and pull them in. Yeah. So I guess somebody has suggested, why don't you just start it with the them on, like already on their face? Yeah. Pull it back and then like rewind reverse the, it. Like yeah. reverse the film. So that's what they ended up doing. That's how they filmed it. Yeah. I thought that was. That I was love how they cool. giggle coming back in. Like, hee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's it's the whole scene. And what you said that when they air it, like Disney uh, bought the rights. And when they would air it on the Disney Channel, they would take out the dumbest parts. Um, so like in that dinner party scene, they're all dancing, doing being crazy, blah, blah, blah. And then they turn around and they're like showing their butts and their butts are like swinging back and forth. But they take that part out. Yeah. They said it was mooning, which Disney needs to understand the term mooning because there was no butt cheek. It's yeah. just they were just bent over. Yeah. Shaking their booties. They took that out. Um, understandably, like says it's Disney. They took out the part where he was just says fuck, says fuck and grabs himself. So I think the other it was like he spits at them yet like yells spits at them and then just like kind of glares at them yeah um and then i don't know why they took this part out maybe they felt it was very like phallic i don't know but like the sandworm has two heads oh. so when the second head comes out of like the bigger mouth they took that out so it's just like the one i don't know I oh they took that out and then they took um which i actually do vaguely remember this like watching it like edit it for tv mm-hmm. when barbara goes back to saturn when he like zips her back there and she comes riding in on the on the sandworm yeah if you watch it edit it it's kind of just the sandworm all of a sudden appears and just goes down and takes beetlejuice out and she jumps off so like you miss the whole her riding in and seeing it eat beetlejuice like that whole scene is like cut out which and it's edited badly, so it's just like like the body of the worm and her jumping off, and yeah, that's you're just it. like, what happened? happened? I really do hate when movies are edited for time or content on TV. So I very rarely, if a movie that I love and adore shows up on TV on a on a station that I know they're gonna edit it for time and and content, I'm like, I'm not gonna fucking watch it because I'm gonna be like, what the fuck happened to the scene? Why are you taking it out? Yeah. Like, I just, I just, I hate it. I hate it. Don't, don't mess with my movies, okay? <laughs> anyway, watch Beetlejuice. It's a good time. Yes. Um, Tune in next week. We're going to be talking about more Beetle, oh, Jesus, Tim more Burton Tim movies. Burton movies. And uh, we'll be talking about uh, quite a few of them. Yeah, I yes. think uh, we'll probably do Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes. And, yeah, we'll yeah. do that one. Yeah. 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 And, uh, yeah. So, you can look in the description box of this video to find all of our other social medias. And if you like our vibe, please like and subscribe. And until next time, we'll see you. Bye-bye.